Hallelujah. Well, I want to share a few things with you today. I, I wanted to encourage you. Now, I believe that as we are developing this glorious um, stepping into the awakening that God is really bringing on our nation right now. It's an awakening to righteousness, hallelujah. It's in this 500 year anniversary of the Reformation, I feel like the Holy Spirit's been shining the light on what it actually means to be the just who live by faith and what application of faith in his righteousness looks like in our practical everyday lives. And that's so important and so vital. But as we take time every day waking up and reckoning ourselves dead, like it says in Romans 6, and reminding ourselves what we look like because we need to remember what we look like so that we can manifest and do the, the works of Jesus. But as we take time to do that and remember that, you know, it's so liberating to realize that we have been set free from shame and guilt and condemnation, that we're not, uh, we're not defined by the temptations that might come our way. You know, that's, that's such a liberating thing to realize that just because you've had a tempting thought or say you've had a, a feeling to be angry or, you know, you had an unforgiving thought about somebody or something's gone on, you know, it, I used to carry the guilt of even having that thought um, and, and feel like somehow that was something in me that I had to deal with. But as the revelation of his freedom and his uh, message of no condemnation began to hit my heart probably about 15 years ago, I began to realize this is not... This thought isn't me, it's external. This is something that is coming to try and deceive me. Sin comes and it tries to deceive us and that's where temptation comes from. Jesus was tempted, but that wasn't because he had an evil desire on the inside of him to disobey the Father. It was an outside temptation trying to entice him, but he refused to agree with it, hallelujah. And we can have that wonderful freedom to know that just because you've had things go on or you've had temptation come your way, you don't have to bear the guilt or the shame. And it tells us in First John chapter 3, which I've just been living in for the last few weeks, it tells us that, uh, verse 20, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Hooray, which is a lovely thought. So even if you're feeling bad about yourself, you can look at the truth and go, thank you, God, that my emotions aren't telling the truth, but you tell the truth. And I'm gonna line up my emotions with the truth about what you say. Thank you, Jesus. I am, it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. As he is, so am I in this world. I am free from sin. I am free from guilt. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. And then he says, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And it's such a wonderful thing to be in this place where we have confidence toward God, where we can confidently stand and say, thank you, Father, I am loved, I'm accepted. That as I come to worship you, I'm not an orphan on the outside trying to get in and trying to hope that I have an encounter with him, but I can know I'm already connected. I'm not trying to connect. I'm already connected and I just can come and worship you. Ah. 
When I come to worship him, when I come to pray, I don't have to try and get myself right with him. I'm already right with him because he made me right. Thank you, God. Thank you for freedom. Thank you, Lord, that I'm connected, that I'm not rejected, that I'm accepted, that I'm loved. Hallelujah. And this revelation, when you live in a place of no condemnation, which is the will of God for you, to be free from, uh, from condemnation. Now, we know that guilt is a good thing, really. If you do something wrong, you should feel guilty. That's a good thing. It means your conscience is working. And you want to maintain a tender conscience. If you do something wrong, you feel guilty. Recognize it like an alarm going off that you have to deal with and go, that was wrong. I acknowledge that was wrong. Sorry, God. Thank you, Father. That's not who I am. Thank you that I have power uh, to choose the right thing. Hallelujah. It's called repentance. But condemnation would have you live in the hangover and the guilt of it and have you feeling bad about yourself and missing out on the joy and the peace and the freedom that you have as a son or daughter of God. But more than that, it robs your confidence. It robs your confidence toward God and it affects your prayer life. Now, I love to study the Bible. I love to get the Bible. I love to read. I could just read the Word of God for a long time. I just, I love it. I enjoy it. I feast on it. But if all we did was was read and get knowledge, knowledge puffs up. Knowledge and revelation is meant to lead to a, a deeper level of intimacy with the Father. Every one of our revelations is meant to lead us into a deeper place of personal relationship with him. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. We shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free. But the truth is a person. The truth is not a concept or a theology. You're very quiet. We shall know the truth. He's a person. And and when we read and what we discover shouldn't just be exciting knowledge. It should be exciting knowledge that leads us to a place where we get before him and we enjoy it. We enjoy intimate, one-on-one, personal time with the Lord. But you know, I believe, and I say this, I've said this all the time, is that the, the one thing in your life that will be most hotly contested in terms of spiritual warfare is you actually getting face to face with God. You spending time alone with God will be the thing that the enemy will bring the most warfare about in your life because it is the most terrifying thing that you can do. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. In his light, we see light. But the enemy's terrified of it. He'd prefer that you were just finding out about theology and not actually applying it, (laughs) if, if he had to choose. He'd much rather actually come with deception and lead you right down the garden path and take you to hell. But he is nasty. He's the, the enemy is out there trying to, to drag you away. But you know, you, he can't drag you away when you're in the light. Because when you're seeing the light, you recognize darkness really quickly. You recognize deception because you're in the truth. But we need to be very deliberate to take time to get alone with God. 
Now, my, my prayer time looks like a lot of different things, but it says in uh, Philippians, which I really love, if you want to turn there with me to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Hallelujah. If you, if you say amen and stuff, I've just been in America, so I need you to be a little bit more like vocal or help me. Yay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate you. I love you. Verse six, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's wonderful. Most of you could quote that. It's fantastic. But how many of us actually apply it? Really apply it. I know sometimes I, I find myself spending a lot of time reading. I can read and I can journal. I can spend a little bit of time worshiping. But when it comes to actually praying about the stuff I'm worrying about, often I've, I, as I, when I start to pray, I realize, I really haven't been praying about that issue. I haven't been bringing that to the Lord. I've been worrying about it. I've been asking other people to pray, but have I actually stopped and taken it to the Lord and talked about it to him himself? I'm being real with you because this is the trap of the enemy. And the, the promise that's attached to this is that you will live in perfect peace. You won't be anxious. You won't be worried. It's wonderful. Be anxious for nothing. Are you anxious about anything? Well, this is the answer. This is the, it's just easy. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Now, some people do it, have a list and they go through that, and, and that's wonderful. You're a bit more organized than me. God bless you. I love organized people. Praise the Lord. I am becoming more organized every day. Hallelujah. One of my declarations. <laughs> have more faith. <laughs> You know, prophetic people particularly, we tend to just sort of just go with the flow, you know. But it's really important that we do be very deliberate and disciplined to bring these requests to the Lord. Now, my prayer life looks like every day, every day I pray in the Spirit, every day I pray in tongues because I believe in the power of praying in the Spirit. I know that when I pray in an unknown tongue, I edify myself, I build myself up on my most holy faith, that the mysteries of God are being downloaded into my spirit. I'm praying, He's praying through me, for me, about the stuff I can't even see. I need His help so much. And opening my mouth and praying in the Spirit is just this divine help. He's divinely setting things up. I attach my faith to it and it's really powerful. And I pray with my mind as I pray in the Spirit. Anyone who comes to our Tuesday night prayer meetings, you'll know how much I like to emphasize praying in the Spirit. So I do that. I make declarations. It's so powerful as we've talked about before, making declarations, calling those things that be not as though they are. And it's amazing what, what God does as you co-create with Him, with your words. Powerful. 
But I also have to take time. I, ha- I talk, I, I, I also do this. I walk and I talk with him. And I talk to him about all my stuff. So all the things I'm feeling, all the things that are going on. I let him undo the knots. I, I'm a verbal processor, so it takes a little bit of time. But I, I tell him all the things. I'm worried about this. I'm concerned about this. So, you know, oh, I'm thinking this. What about this? And da, da, da. Talk to me. Speak to me through the word. What have you got to say? And I read the word. And, and so I do. I let him restore my soul, which is so lovely. He doesn't break a bruised reed. He, he restores our soul. When you come to him bruised and battered, he doesn't go, oh, I'm annoyed with you. I want to give you a smack. He said, let me restore you. That's what he does. It's so lovely. It's so wonderful. He's my best friend. Hallelujah. And it's just, oh, he understands me. But then in order for me to live in perfect peace, I need to understand the power that comes when I make requests, when I deliberately bring things to the Lord. I spend a whole lot of time thinking about things, but I don't spend enough time praying about the things that I think about. I get anxious sometimes about things, but God's saying, hey, this isn't my way. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. So I bring them to the Lord. And I, I, as I begin to do that, I begin to realize all the things that I have on my mind that I am uh, really wanting to pray about. And as I start to do it, the peace of God just comes. And I, I begin to enter into that level of supernatural peace that we've been destined for. Hallelujah. So I thought, you know, I'd just try and demonstrate a little bit of what that looks like for me. Everybody's different. So you all have different personalities and God likes you the way he made you. But there is sometimes a mentality that, well, I'll get someone else to pray about that or my wife will pray. She's the prayer. I'm not the prayer. Or, you know, I hear these sort of comments Every one of us, whether you are an intercessor or not, everyone is, is needing to hear this word and to apply it because every one of us needs to live in perfect peace. Every one of us who's been born again has been created with power that when we pray, things happen. And when you understand the revelation of righteousness, when you understand that you're not condemned, that you're united with him in his death, burial, and resurrection, that you're one with him, you have confidence toward God. And the scripture says that whatever you ask, you receive. It's awesome. And yet we spend so much time and energy worrying and trying to work out how things are going to happen when if we would just bring it to the Lord in uh, requests and supplications, it would be done. It would be taken care of. And so I I believe it's so important. So I I love worship. I have lots of different playlists. I've got my morning playlist. I've got my secret place where playlist. I've got yay playlist and happy playlist. And you should see my phone. It's full of all these different playlists. And I mix it up because I, I, I just love it, love worship. Um, but I also often like, when I go to pray, I often like to listen to just instrumental worship 
or, so that because I'm a singer, I'll end up just going with the song and not actually making my request. So sometimes I, I put the <laughs> instrumental worship on. Pastor Aaron's going to work on instrumental CD. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's going to be awesome. Um, but I thought just to try and help you, because I want to provoke you, because I know this is going to help you. I'd, I'd try to show you a little bit of what that looks like for me. So, um, so Mark, Mark Greenwood, when I was up in Darwin, and we were all just praying together, he puts on a, uh, he's put a, a Spotify playlist together um, called Intimacy Encounter, I think it's, he's got there. You can follow that if you're on Spotify, you can do that. But I'm just going to ask you to put that on. It's just instrumental um, worship. And then I just begin to talk to the Lord. And often if I'm, it, it is a struggle, believe it or not, because there is warfare that goes on about you getting alone and getting quiet with God. It's easier to do something. It's easier to open the Bible, to read, to read a book, to do something, to get alone face-to-face -face with God, that, that can be a little bit more confronting. And you don't see the warfare that's going on to stop you doing that. So in order to do that, often what I do is I just begin with thanksgiving because the Bible says we enter His gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter His courts with praise. And I speak out loud. I don't just do it in my mind because my mind tends to wander otherwise. So I speak out loud often get in my back and I just begin to speak out loud to God. I begin to say, thank you, Father. Oh, Father, thank you. You are wonderful. I love you. Thank you, Father, that you are my God and that I'm accepted, that you love me. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you've cleansed me from sin, that I don't have to bear my sin anymore because you have taken it from me. I'm not just forgiven. I am redeemed. I am made new. I'm as righteous as you now because of your goodness. Thank you, Lord. I'm joined to you. You're my Father. And I often start to pray the Scripture, you know, or, or whatever it is, and just begin to adore Him and remind myself of what I look like out loud. And then I begin to just give thanks for things. That's a really powerful way. If you're struggling to get alone with God, you feel a little uncomfortable just with, with intimacy, then begin to just give thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for my lovely family. Thank you, Lord, for my husband. You're so amazing. I was 20 years old, had no idea what I'd be doing, and you knew, and you put us together. You're so smart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for my lovely husband. I'll begin to, then I'll just begin to pray for him. And thank you for my family, God. I love my children. They're so lovely. I am so blessed. Thank you, God. I'm so, I love my children's company. They're so lovely. Thank you, Lord, they're healthy and they're, they're just such beautiful people. Thank you, Lord, for my children. And then I'll begin to pray for my children. I'll begin to say, thank you. Thank you, Father, for my church. I love my church family. God, you're so good. Look what you've done. And for the churches, look what you've done. God, I thank you for your mercy. Father, thanks, Lord. Thanks, Lord, for surrounding me with amazing people. Thank you, Lord, for our family. I begin to pray for the church then and begin to talk to him about the church. Thank you, Lord, for the staff. I, like today, I was just like, oh, thank you, God, for Joel and Candace. They're so lovely, God. 
Thank you for Joel. Can heal Joel, Lord. Touch him, heal him. And how the Holy Spirit just begin to lead me with whatever comes to my mind as I begin to pray through these different ones. Or you can keep it going. It's nice. <laughs> and um, and I begin to, you know, I'll go through. I pray for my staff and my team. I'm so blessed. Thank you, God, for an amazing team. I, you put it on my heart years ago to begin to make declarations about this team. And look what you've done, God. You've done exactly what you said you do. You've blessed me even more than I could have hoped for. And I'll begin to to pray for different staff members as the Lord puts them on my heart. I begin to pray for my partners and the partners in the ministry and the TV ministry. And I begin to pray blessing and financial blessing. And, and the blessing of God on their lives. Or, and then whatever the Holy Spirit just starts to put on my heart, I begin to intercede, begin to pray for different ones as they come to mind. I begin to think of, oh, Lord, I've been praying for this one. Lord, let them. Father, thank you, Lord, that you're gonna give that family children, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for whatever the need is. Thank you, Lord, for Trevor and Meredy. Oh, God, I'm so grateful for Trevor and Meredy. Thank you, Lord. I'll be praying for your lungs today. And, and whatever the, you know, the need might be at the time that comes to your mind. A lot of people, you know, they talk to you about things that are going on in their life, but the Lord would love you then just to, to bring it to Him in prayer because you can see something happen. We don't just bear one another's burdens with, with sympathy or empathy. We bring it to the Lord and we release it to Him and things start to happen. So often it's so easy to, to forget to do this, but to begin to, to bring it to Him, as soon as you start taking these requests, you begin to realise there's so many things to pray for. I begin to pray for my ministry and I begin to pray things like the Jabez prayer. Lord, bless me indeed. Lord, I pray that you would bless our church indeed. Lord, you know what it looks like to bless us. You know what you wanna do. Lord, I'm asking that you'd show us your glory. Lord, that you'd cause divine increase to come. Increase in every good thing. Lord, that we would feel and know your presence, that we'd connect with you in worship in greater and greater ways. Lord, Father, I thank you. And I just begin to pray the blessing of God over, over the church. And Lord, enlarge our territory. Lord, let it be enlarged. I pray, I pray over my books and over my, uh, the TV. Lord, enlarge our territory. Lord, let it get into the hands of people all over the world and let it change their lives. Let this um, television ministry go into a the homes of people who desperately need to hear it, who don't have relationship with you and let them connect with you. Lord, set the captives free, enlarge the territory. And as I do it specifically, um, there's something powerful that happens. You know, the Bible says we have not because we ask not. Very quiet again. We have not because we ask not. We might want to see it. I wanna see I wanna see the books reach everybody everywhere. I wanna see the, the program on television all over the world. But if I don't ask, then all it is is just an invitation that's un, unresponded to. God gives us the desires of our heart and He's waiting for us to respond in prayer, in declaration and with requests. Hallelujah. Begin to ask Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And I begin to pray over it. I begin to pray over the, the GCN network, the Glory City network. Enlarge our territory, God. Lord, I'm asking that you would cause this message of um, intimacy and righteousness and discipleship evangelism. Lord, going to the world. Lord, I ask that you'd expand it. And I begin to pray deliberately like that. 
And, and whatever it is that the Lord puts on my heart, and if I begin to pray, pray for the nation, if I'm thinking about, oh God, I really, we want to see our, our nation stand for righteousness. We want to see this, this vote to be um, stand, standing, our, our nation to stand for godly marriage. And our, I can think that, I can want that, but God wants me to pray it. He wants me to ask, hallelujah. And He wants you to ask, hallelujah. So thank you very much. That's, that's beautiful. But as you start to do it, you begin to realize, oof, this is how we pray. And this is why the enemy is terrified of us stopping and doing this. Because when we start to pray with a holy confidence from a place of not being condemned, we have a faith that gets released and things get established. Hallelujah. We have what we ask. It's not just good for our soul. This is, this, this is a mindset we have to change. When we are asking, we're not asking as orphans. We are asking the Father who's already decided that He wants to do it because He delights to give us the desires of our heart. He says, whatever we ask, we receive. We've already been given the motives of Christ because we have the heart of Christ and we're asking out of that desire to see Him manifested through us and magnified. Hallelujah. The heart of the Father is that we would begin to wake up from our slumber. And there is a slumber that comes upon us when we're not taking time to seek the face of God, to spend time personally, face to face with Him, talking to Him. You don't have to lie on the floor. I've got a little sunny spot in my bedroom where I like to lie on the floor. But if I do that too early in the morning, it doesn't work. I have to walk if I'm gonna do that, otherwise I fall asleep. That's why I speak out loud too, otherwise I fall asleep. I have to, have to do that. And I also learn I normally have my breakfast first and my cup of tea or whatever, because I'm not really a morning person. Hallelujah. I believe the heart of the Father is for every one of us to begin to think like believers. So many of us have lived with Christ as an addition to our lives, but haven't fully enjoyed the fullness of the peace that God wants us to walk in. God doesn't want you to be anxious about anything. Hallelujah. He wants the peace of God to rule and reign in your hearts and he wants to see the power of God released through you as you pray. Hallelujah. So Father, I just ask that you would make us a praying church. Lord, that you would bless the prayer lives. And I pray this for you often, uh, that the Holy Spirit would bless your private time with the Lord. If you're part of this church, I'm praying for you. God, God will bless your private time, that he would so uh, in, enlighten your eyes so with the power of the Holy Spirit to know him and to fall in love with him every day in a fresh way. And that you would approach him with boldness and holy confidence and that you would pray as the, as the righteous who are bold as lions and that you would have holy confidence to believe that whatever you ask, you receive. Hallelujah. And that you would enjoy an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Amen. Amen.
You know, we're going to pray for a few people um, as the Lord leads. But I believe that's a word of the Lord for you today. God, God is looking to have you enjoy life. Believe it or not, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He does want you happy. You can have peace no matter what circumstances are going on in your world. It doesn't mean that everything goes right. In this world, you'll have trouble. But he says, but take heart, for I've overcome the world. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be weighed down. He wants to be your comforter. He wants to be your helper. And he is so good at helping you. He is jealous to do it. And he's just waiting for you to begin to go and ask him for the help that he wants to give. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your mercy.